I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today we're going to be having a very interesting discussion on understanding the way that we think about food, the way that we think about our diets, the way that we think about our body, mainly from the way that our mind tricks us into either eating more or not appreciating what we're eating and different aspects around this. Because I know this is something that I struggle with as well. I had major issues. I probably still do with emotional eating. Every time something was stressed, I would just stuff my face and comfort myself down. So today we have a psychologist with us, Ashna Modi. And we had a fantastic episode. If you haven't heard that, listen to this. But this is completely different from what we discussed in the previous episode. So you can listen to this separately as well. We're going to be talking about the spiritual diet. So Ashna, welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. Thank you, Ashna, for having me once again. And yeah, let's start talking. I'm loving this concept because I love the word that you've used or the words that you've used for this, the spiritual diet, right? Where did you come up with this idea and tell us a little bit about it, talk us through it. So uh, when you talk about spiritual diet, you know, uh, so let's first understand diet, okay? So there's so many fat diets that are going around, you know, lose weight, lose this, lose that, okay? But nobody really understands that it's not about losing, Mm. okay? It's actually about gaining the balance between your mind, your Mm. body, and ultimately your spirit, all right? Imagine if you're not happy with what you're doing, what are the results going to be? So if you're following a diet and, uh, you know, you're doing everything, you're eating right, you know, you're going exercising right, you're doing everything, but you still don't lose weight or you are still not healthy. Losing weight, again, is another topic altogether, but you're not healthy yet, you know? Why does that happen? Because somewhere you're emotionally and mentally, you're not convinced with what you're doing, all right? And therefore, the concept of spiritual diet is that we feel along with the physical body, your mind and your spiritual energy, they all need to come together in order for you to make progress in terms of either losing weight or just being healthy. So that's where it's all come together from. So you said mind, body and spirit, right? Mind people kind of understand. It's still a nebulous topic because you've got brain. Then what is mind? Body, everyone understands. But now the spirit, what is that? You know, what I'll do is, Ashwin, because I know everybody gets into this whole, uh, you know, this whole demarcation of what is spiritual and what is that. Let's just say spiritual is something that you, something that you're connected to. Okay, something that you know when you're sitting by yourself, you know that this is this is the universal energy that you're connected to. It could just be everybody has a different expression. So some people would say God, some people would say just being connected or just feeling an energy. So it is your it is it is an energy that you feel, all right, which you feel that when you're by yourself and you when you feel completely in sync, when you feel like you feel that you're balanced, all right, and you feel that you know you're in connection with yourself completely. And that's what we call the spiritual energy here. I know so many people who listen to this and say, Hey, I've never experienced this. And mm-hmm. like I would love to, like, how do I even start thinking about it? What is the first step of understanding this aspect of spirit and spiritual? First step is awareness again. I, I know I keep saying that again and again. The fact that you want something, you need to kind of be aware that you want it first. All right. Okay. And second, I think uh, you need to see, as I said, everybody's spiritual understanding of the concept of spirituality is very different. Okay. So I think you need to understand what your concept is. And you do feel, you do feel connected in different moments of the day. All right. Different moments of the day where you feel so connected. Maybe it could just be that you're connected to your work and you just feel that connection. And that connection could be your spirituality. Okay, if you uh, look at, you know, if you look at, you know, when you're playing with somebody with a child, maybe, all right, with a young child, and you're just so connected with them. Okay, so it's something which is seamless, something which is, which is just making you feel one with yourself. All right, where there are no defenses, there are no pretenses, there are no judgments. 
there is that one inherent feeling of love and happiness that you feel. It's so. very interesting. While you were talking, the thought popped into my mind. Almost all of us have lost ourselves in things or activities. It's right? so one way of talking about it is, oh, I, I, I lost track of time. I lost myself in it. But the other way of thinking about it is that I was so connected to what I was doing that there was no difference between me and what was happening. So many people experience this on the dance floor, for example, which is why dance is such a a uh, spiritual thing for some people. Some people experience this while cooking, where they get completely lost in what they are doing. They are in their own mind, in their own thoughts, while stirring the batter, whatever it is that they are doing. Some people find it in the work that they are doing. Online gaming, especially, is one thing that, or, or gaming, is a place where people lose it. And understanding that when you are so connected, maybe that is a glimpse of what we are talking about in terms of understanding your spirit. I could be completely mashing it up from what you were trying to say. But if you don't understand what we mean by the sense of connectedness, that is what you're talking about. Sure. And you can heighten that aspect and imagine if you're connected to everything that's there in the world around you. That means the same feeling that you had for the, the music and while you're on the dance floor, you have for this tree outside your window. And you and that tree feel like you're one. Imagine you feel like you're one with your coffee cup. What it is, and that slowly starts expanding. And, and I would say that the discovery of this or the exploration of this is the spiritual way of thinking about it. So maybe that is one way that we can start thinking about it. But like you said, it is understanding that connectedness and that is the way to think about spirituality. Did I get that? Absolutely. Right? absolutely. Or did I put too many words in your mouth? No, no, no. It is perfect. I think very well said that yes. And that's basically mindfulness. Okay. Being mindful, being aware. All right. Of what is it that you're feeling, you know, and, and that feeling ultimately translates into, you know, a better energy that you are creating for yourself and others around. So creating that energy, moving that around. Now, what does spirit have to do with diet? <laughs> well, I would say it has everything to do with diet because, uh, I mean, <laughs> the idea is that if you're not connected. Now, diets are things that you hate, huh, Ashna? Yeah, yeah. It's the thing that people are giving you. Say, mujhe gajar khana pada aaj. I had to eat cucumbers. Like yeah. how how do you get and reconcile spirit with 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 dieting and diet? Yes, you know, so very 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 valid question. You know, you know, actually, what happens is no very correctly. You say, "Mujhe gajar khana pada, mujhe kakdi khani padi." Okay, that's what we say. Okay, that's such a boring and such a such a, such a uh, an activity that we do we detest. Now, hmm. why do we detest it? Why is eating carrots and why is eating cucumbers not a fun experience? Hmm. Because we've been told, right, salad. You know, it's what what are we into about salads? Boring food. All right. So what are we doing? We're removing the spirit out of it. Okay. We're removing the spirit out of food. Okay. We're again making it so mechanical and we're making it so tedious. When people think of the word diet, they make it like that. They make it out to be a laborious task. Okay. They make it out to be something which is so painful. Now imagine something that is so painful. Who will pursue? Like, will you pursue something that's so painful and so tiresome? No, I don't think Not so. Not joyfully. Right? Not joyfully. And that's what is happening. Actually, we don't understand that the decisions that we are making are not for a month, for a week, or for 15 days, okay? Or for a year. The decisions that we are making about our life are actually, this is a lifestyle. And we don't realize that, you know, we're doing it not to lose weight. That's the biggest issue. And spiritual diet is not about losing weight. It is about having a lifestyle, which is filled with awareness, which is filled with gratitude, which is filled with love for what you are consuming. Imagine every single day you're consuming something. And every day you're guilty. Every day you're angry. You're frustrated when you put that thing in your mouth. What's going to happen to your body? I'm not going to be surprised if you're going to come out with all the lifestyle disorders like diabetes, cholesterol, heartache, heartburns, whatnot, you know. Mm. 
so that is because every single day when you're putting things in your mouth you're just putting it with so many negative thoughts and negative energies that are going in your system so what is ultimately going to come out is also going to be that so the way in which you're approaching your food or the diet is something that has to change absolutely correct so how do we get down into that process so uh, actually first thing is that you know when you see a plate of food like you know you've gone to a restaurant and you know the first thing you know you see this amazing pizza coming your way or this entire the whole gluten or whatever that things that you're telling yourself no to okay it comes your way and the first thing that comes to mind oh my god if i eat this i'm going to put on weight when you see an entire platter of food okay especially you know when you're looking at you know junk food or you're looking at things that you know are unhealthy necessarily okay but when they come to you and the first thought that comes to your mind is that if i eat this i'm going to put on weight okay so before you put that in your mouth you've already put on weight okay so that's how it is so i should more so i would i would like really i like... constantly say that you know oh today i went out and ate kachra that 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 is something that i very often say and, and and i was called out on it on instagram once by somebody saying how can you call food kachra and i was like yeah but like you know it doesn't yeah. do anything good for me so it's kachra so you're saying that i should start thinking about it maybe differently because you know ashrit when you were consuming that kachra okay what was happening to your mind it was happy right you enjoyed the food and that's what the purpose of that food was so then that you're saying that your happiness is equal to that is that what you're saying then right mm-hmm. so if you enjoyed something that's what happens right this whole cheat day business oh today is my cheat day i will do whatever i want i will eat the entire month's food today okay now fair enough if your body can survive that it's a good thing all right but why cheat day why not a treat day why do we do why do we call it a treat day mm-hmm. right so the thing is we are only telling our body and mind that you know what what you're consuming is not good for you and if you do this this is going to what's going to so look at your self talk okay the self talk is absolutely negative all right and there are days when you indulge in something because you just want to all right knowing where to stop is actually the key to everything okay the problem is that because you stop yourself so much there comes a point breaking point where you don't know where to stop because what have you done our body is so beautifully designed it has a mechanism which tells you stop eating now we are not listening to our bodies okay we are listening to what our dietitian is telling us okay we're listening to people who are telling us that you should only eat you should fast for 16 hours and then eat so what if i'm hungry at 8 o'clock in the morning mm. how can i fast till 1 o'clock when i'm going i'm going to be dying of hunger and i'm going to be an angry person i'm going to be so difficult to deal with okay so are you listening to what your body wants all right you're not listening and because you're not listening your body is not listening to you mm. so how do you start listening it's actually just awareness your body is always communicating you, you know that that's the sad part no ashin we rely so much on what others or what outside messages are telling us but we don't rely on what our body is telling us listen you have to listen to what your body is saying your body listen, will ashna, tell you my body tells me to eat chocolate cake and fudge and brownies all the time okay now <laughs> that is what my body keeps telling me saying that oh ashtin box of chocolates box of chocolates now so, i know that is does not does your body tell you does your hmm. body tell you eat the entire box of chocolate of course or does or does your body tell you eat the entire cake that's in front of you your body eat says the entire eat. cake you don't know when it's going to ha- happen next that is the problem you have just said what it is because you there is scarcity right what happens when there is scarcity you're going to just okay i'll give you an example right in the us when the whole toilet roll issue happened right everybody go went and bought it all the toilet rolls they didn't even need it okay but that's what happens when you're telling your body that there is scarcity what is your body going to do and what is your mind going to do eat as much as you can and that's where emotional eating your binge eating comes in okay but when you tell your body that no i can have a piece of cake today i can have a key piece of cake tomorrow okay maybe in in a quantity that is human okay all right you won't feel that guilty or you won't feel that you're never going to do it again and maybe you will not have it tomorrow because you don't need to or you won't feel like 
all right but if you continuously keep messaging the messaging in your body is that you got it today ye chance hai le lo then ho gaya le lo then then there's no stopping it interesting we're going to take a quick break see you on the other side welcome back all right let's jump into the conversation so how do we start this process of spiritual dieting take us through the steps on how to start thinking about it and what we can start doing from today onwards so the first thing is that a body okay the basic things it needs is food hmm. sleep exercise or moving i would call it moving a lot of people can't exercise so just moving or that movement is so important okay uh you need to understand that there's a connection between the physical body and the mind which plays a very very important role in maintaining good health all right so let's look at food Okay, you know when you think of food, a society has given so many connotations when it comes to food. Food is festive. Food is, you know, religious. Food is, you know, food is like warmth and food. So many emotions that we have attached to food. All right, and that's why sometimes there's so much confusion, Ashton. That when you think of food, should I eat? Should I not eat this? You know, it's am I indulging? Am I doing that? Okay. The first thing uh, I would like to, I mean, I think this is something I, you know, you know, tell a lot of my clients about this is something called as a broccoli test. Okay, like simply ask yourself this question. Okay, would I eat broccoli right now? If the answer is yes, then you're physically hungry. Go ahead and eat. If your answer is no, then you're just emotionally hungry. Okay, you're not actually hungry for food. You're hungry for something else. It could be stress relief, a distraction, a quick escape. Okay, the idea is that when we are physically hungry, any food is appealing. Okay, if the thought of vegetables doesn't sound appealing, you're not really physically hungry. All right. So ask yourself if you're really hungry or you're emotionally hungry. All right. The first step is always to overcome emotional eating. Okay, is being aware of it. Better awareness leads to better decisions. Okay, and better decisions ultimately will lead to better results. You know. So I think the first step is understanding if you're emotionally hungry, and if you know that, okay, you need to work towards that. Okay, like I've heard so many people saying, you know, eat less and move more. Okay, I don't think that's really right. Okay, it doesn't address the psychology behind weight loss. So what if you eat less and move more? Okay, these taglines that keep coming up: eat less, move more. If you're not physically going to be able to give yourself the right nutrition, movement will also be detrimental. Then you know, so tactics without the right habits, you know, mindset and psychology, it's It's just not right, you know. It's like you know, getting a weight loss surgery without understanding why we're overeating in the first place. All right. So if we don't understand the root cause, we are delaying the inevitable. That is gaining the weight back, you know. So that's really important. So without a foundation, our efforts are just a waste of time. And Lucky. that's why diets don't work. I think. Yeah. So you know, when you are saying this, which is that understanding when you are hungry. Most of us don't know when we are hungry, right? We realize that we're eating once the food is in our mouth, mm. right? How do we break? that aspect of it or how do we at least understand that most of like i've done enough research on this because i'm a big big advocate of intermittent fasting although right now you just said that you should not be fasting and all of that which we will take offline but apart from that you know i am I'm, i'm a big believer that human beings don't know when they are hungry because they don't know the difference between hunger and thirst right and as a result you're thirsty half the time or you're bored half the time or you're stressed half the time these are the three things that i normally tell people to go this checklist and only then if you realize you're not bored if you're not stressed and if you're not thirsty then eat something but getting to the point of hunger most people have not experienced hunger in their entire life because they've always had access to food so you know waiting for the point of hunger according to me does not make sense because people are constantly eating how do we understand and bring awareness to the constant eating that is taking place yeah i mean food is always available that is definitely there but i think structure okay structure 
dedicated hours to when you should you know when you think your body needs food like you know and again and again listening okay i know that i mean i said this before also but there are signs that your body gives like you will know that you know you will know that there is there's a spit in your stomach which says that okay it's time to eat or there's some kind of food that needs to come in there is this constant signaling that is happening ashton so i understand that over the years we have lost those signals okay but it's time to rebuild them it's time to really listen as you said first yes i completely accept the point that yes there are there are it's difficult to differentiate all right okay but if you are listening listening intently i think you will you will come to a point where you know that okay this is this is when i'm hungry so for example when you wake up in the morning okay yeah when you wake up in the morning and after a couple of hours you will get you will know that okay i need to put something in my stomach i am hungry now all right so i think listening along with having a routine is very important having a structure knowing that these are the hours that my body feels hungry for example when i wake up at this time this is when i need to eat something because i feel hungry all right maybe in the afternoon there's a particular time in the afternoon okay so if you set a routine for yourself okay if you set a structure that this, these are the hours where i normally feel hungry and you eat at that time believe me your body will fall into a system where you will, it will ask for food at that time okay and this is not from a book this is from my own life this is what exactly what i do all right i i have certain times i have certain hours in the day where i eat and there are certain times where i just don't feel hungry and i don't eat all right so structure routine and listening okay listening to your body there could be days where you're just not feeling that you want to eat something then listen to your body and don't eat just because you've decided you have to eat you made a meal you have to eat that doesn't mean you eat that time maybe you eat a little later okay, okay? Hmm. yeah lovely then so one is this understanding and listening to when you're hungry and eating at that point of time what is the next step on understanding this journey of spiritual dieting okay so the first thing is ashton that uh, you know most people i feel go on a food diet okay hmm. the only thing they change is the food they are eating okay hmm. so if the only thing you're changing is the food you're eating you're not going to change for the long term all right so if you realize you're about to you know you're about to eat emotionally you need to ask yourself a few questions okay first what's really bothering you okay or what am i really hungry for is it love is it attention is it kindness you know like sometimes it's just attention mm. okay all right what can i do about it all right so we understand but then we do nothing about it so what can you what is in your power that you can mm. what can you do at that time okay mm. and this is this is this is a kicker question okay like nobody has an answer for this why don't i do anything about it mm. all right when you're emotionally eating you're choosing to be powerless okay so it's like i know it sounds really like like a motivational thing right now but it is like that it is the truth okay we're choosing to be powerless by going into what i call a food trance okay in the food trance our mind finally turns off mm. okay all of our stress worry and everything that overwhelms us just vanishes mm. okay whatever was bothering us is no longer on our mind we're only focused on the pleasure of what we are eating mm. now what happens is a few seconds later when we are done eating or a few minutes or a few hours later when we are done eating the good feeling goes away and we are left feeling guilty and regretful mm. this is one of the reasons why food can be addicting okay mm. we want more and more of that pleasure okay mm. shortly thereafter the very reason we were emotionally eating comes back because you've not dealt with it right so emotional eating is just suppressing your feelings it doesn't change them that's a big difference okay it's like an annoying you know sales person who keeps coming to your door you know and keeps knocking keeps knocking and till then you don't open the door and tell the sales person that you know what i don't want this or i'm i don't need this okay it's going to keep knocking okay so we might as well answer it sooner than later mm-hmm. all right so it's up to us you know i believe we want to choose to be powerful okay and we if we want to then we have to do something about it all right so otherwise it's not going so, to stop so emotional eating is victim mentality as well the world is doing this to me so 
Mm-hmm. I deserve to be eating this and coming back to our first podcast on deserving. Mm-hmm. I deserve mm-hmm. this entire big cake because everyone is being met or, or horrible to me. So, Actually, it'll be entitlement over here, right? More than deserve. I'm entitled to this cake because everyone's being mean to me. <laughs> At least because, I have, at least I can eat this. Yes, yes. Okay. So victim mentality is the big aspect of understanding emotional eating. So you guys, if you all are emotionally eating, that means every time you're stressed or if you don't know what to do with yourself or with your emotions and you're eating, understand and figure out what is the victim mentality here and realize that you can take charge of your life and do something about it instead of just relying on the eating to make you feel better. Right? Makes sense? Perfect. Okay. So... One is this aspect of emotional eating. What is the next step that people should take on this? The next step is, uh, Ashwin, uh, most of us are very scared to make changes in our life or to or to grow or to evolve. Okay. Hmm. See, our metabolism rates are not the same as they were when we were 10 and 12. Okay. So we have to change. Our lifestyle has to change. Okay. And we have to be open about it. You know, most of the times, you know, we do things for a short term. Okay. And we think it's going to last forever. It doesn't work like that. Every day is a decision that you're making. Okay, every day is the mindful step that you're taking towards your health. Okay, you are choosing every day. So you're choosing the kind of life you want also. All right, you're choosing the kind of health, you're choosing the kind of, you know, food that you're eating. It's a choice that you're making every day. Because the culmination of that is what is ultimately going to be a healthy body or a healthy mind. You know, so lifestyle change and accepting it and not feeling uh, miserable about it is something that I think people should start developing. How do you do this? Oh, uh, how do you do this? Okay, that is interesting. So one of the major ways to do it is, is being aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know, a lot of times our reasons are only not correct. Hmm. Okay, like uh, I'm losing weight to fit into that dress. Okay, the dress. Now, after dress is gone, will you put that weight back on? No, right? You're losing that weight or you're losing those extra, you know, calories or whatever you want to call it is because you want to be healthy and you want to be healthy because you want to do things in life. You want to explore the world. You want to travel. You want to, you know, work well. You want to be an energetic person. So what are your reasons for what you're doing? If you're changing your lifestyle, why do you want to change your lifestyle? Okay. Mm. Not because the doctor said it or not because my parents are saying it. Okay. It's more because it is something I want to do for myself. So Ashna, you know, I remember when I was growing up, it was all about the quantity of food that I could eat. Okay, like mm-hmm. how much could I out eat my cousins? Who could eat more of the dal rice? And I have memorable moments when, you know, we would go to a restaurant. My dad would tell the restaurant owner, <laughs> put more vessels on. Ashton has come. He's going to eat everything that's there in the, in the restaurant. You know, how do we start thinking about quantity? And how do we start eating mindfully with quantity? You know, uh, Ashton, because you just said this, I mean, I just remember something right now that, you know, when you go to an Indian household, all right, uh, when you have guests over, the idea is to feed, to feed them, hmm. not to give them a meal, but to feed them. All right. Okay. And in that process, people force you, they tell you that, you know, they feel very bad if you don't eat it, you know, so these are cultural cues also that are constantly fed into our system that we can't say no. Okay. Because somebody else will feel bad. Hmm. All right. Or, you know, you, if you say this, you know, they won't like it, you know, so if you're going to somebody's house, you have to eat a full meal. Hmm. Otherwise they won't, they will feel upset that they cook so much for you and you didn't eat it. All right. Uh, my Roti ko ginna nahi chahiye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Things so like many, that. yeah, so many things. I understand one thing. There was a time where you're only eating rotis. Okay. But now there's a time where you're eating pasta, pizza and uh, you're eating so much more. Okay, so the thing is, things have changed. We have evolved. We've, you know, we've developed new tastes, new likings. All right. But this mentality has to change that food 
it doesn't have to be a quantity it has to be the quality that you're putting in your system and at the same time the amount that you're putting in your system okay you really need to ask yourself do i really need so much food that's put on my plate okay or do i need to put so much food on my plate okay even when you go for weddings and things like that you know i've seen people putting so much food onto their plate if you need take it you can go back and take it okay all right you don't need to fill your plates eat as much as you want you will know when to stop okay and if you want more you can always ask for more okay or you can always take more all right so portion control is very important okay it's not only about what you are eating but how much you are eating so even if you are eating something healthy but you are going to sit and eat like 10 bowls of that that's not right all right so portion control is extremely important uh and the how quantity how do you do portion control mindfully like how do you know how much is enough how much is good from a intuitive eating or from a mindful point of view it's very simple okay you take you take small portions or you take as much as you think like you take a small portion of food you complete that and then you take it again okay so the best way to do that is take as much as you want and then if you want more take more and again take small amounts or small quantities and when you you will know when you're feeling full okay sometimes when you know people have this habit that i don't waste food yes you must not waste food so in order not to waste food don't take more food it's not that you have to finish the food in the plate you're getting the different mentality that people have that oh you should not waste the food on your plate but the point is that don't take so much na then you won't have to waste it so Correct. i have this saying you know my stomach is not a dustbin so if i'm not throwing it out there i'm not throwing it in my system also hmm. so Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, when I think about it, when you're talking about quantity of the food and how much you're going to put on your plate, etc. So for, one is that when you go to a buffet and you just take mm-hmm. a little bit of everything, your plate is full. So choosing what you put on your plate, step one. Mm-hmm. Step two, once you finish eating what your what's there on your plate, before you go for your next round or before you go and if you're at home or outside and and, and reach for the next filling or the next serving, take a break. and i think that break is very important you yes. know there are so many people especially when it comes to alcohol mm-hmm. like i never want to see the bottom of my glass that means keep mm-hmm. it full if you keep it full you will keep drinking the mm-hmm. quantities will be excessive mm-hmm. because you wouldn't mm-hmm. know you wouldn't allow mm-hmm. your body to mm-hmm. realize when it is necessary to stop mm-hmm. so small portions mm-hmm. that you can repeat by all means so mm-hmm. it is not that you only eating small portions Mm-hmm. but pause between portions so you know when your body is trying to give you a signal saying bas ho gaya absolutely right? in fact i can add one little habit here which comes from the japanese way of eating which mm-hmm. they say one third food one third water one third air mm-hmm. so you know one third food that, that goes inside the actual food then one third could be soup or liquids or anything like that mm-hmm. or uh, not necessarily water but liquids like soup mm-hmm. etc mm-hmm. and then one third air that means you okay. leave that space and there was a very nice hindi way of thinking about this which was beta bhook rakhe khana which mm-hmm. means at the end of what you eaten leave a little mm-hmm. hunger yeah leave a little space yes yes a little, little bit of hunger should be left so i think figuring out how you can reach these aspects of mindfulness is the next step and like you said it all starts with awareness coming back down into knowing where you are what it is that you want why you're doing this and ultimately why do you need to make the change there's so many people who say oh i need to lose weight i need to lose weight why everyone is telling me yeah that is not going to cut it so Absolutely. making sure that this happens is very very important ashna anything that we missed out that you would like to tell our listeners no i think uh, you know you beautifully summarized it you know and just that guys face issues you know so rather than facing you know like facing our stuff rather than stuffing our face that should be like the solution you know because a lot of times you're not looking into yourself you're just looking outside you're looking for reasons why you should do what you're doing you know sit down reflect introspect and ask yourself that what is the kind of life that i want to live you know do i want to live a balanced do i want to live a healthy life and how do i create it 
is it a one time thing or is it an every day thing is it a choice that i'm making every single day mm. all right that's very very important is it an every day choice because ultimately consistency outperforms and beats intensity so Absolutely. we want consistency we don't want a crash diet we want a life long change lovely okay. ashna how can people reach out to you take this discussion forward you conduct courses on this particular topic yes so we have a, a three month training program it's called a spiritual diet where we work at the physical the mental and the emotional level all right wherein we help you find the balance and that's how we help you kind of get to the weight or kind of help you feel balanced in your own body all right so that's what the whole aim is that you know you come to a space where you are accepting of yourself and others around with this whole beautiful relationship that you're creating Lovely. so yes Yeah. Fantastic. How can people get in touch with you? Can you share oh, well, details? Yeah, sure. So I mean, we have a, a company called Isa Wellness. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can connect with me on my email ID, ashamodi.s@gmail.com. And if you still can't find me, you can just ask Ashton, and he'll tell you. Lovely. Spell your Instagram uh, uh, handle out again. I will. A S A I A S A W E L L N E S S. Isa Wellness. A S A Wellness. Yes. Yes. Lovely. Perfect. All right, Ashton. Thank you so much for. coming on the happy coach podcast thank you for having me over a lot of love and gratitude thank you so much thank you so start these habits and share with us your progress using the hashtag the habit coach if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me I am Ashdin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called AWESOME180. That's awesome180.